Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me, See Me podcast. And today I've got a guest all the way from North Carolina, um, we've made sure our clocks are in sync and we're at the right time. And uh, she's a wonderful lady. Um, we got introduced by uh, Ruby at Zero Gap magazine, um, which I'll tell you a bit more later. But uh, today I'm interviewing the wonderful lady barber, Ash. How are you, Ash? I'm doing good. <laughs> I've got to say as well, Ash is very nervous. So... <laughs> That's that's the truth, isn't it? (laughs) She's very, very nervous, but uh, she's willing to have a chat with us today. So, Ash, um, you know, how long have you been a barber? Uh, Since 2011. All right, so you've you've been a barber for quite some time. For a minute, for a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What what took you into it? What so when you were younger? What what, how did you go into into barbering? Um, uh, truthfully, um, I, I got a very bad haircut when I was 12 and I have been cutting my own hair and my friend's hair, uh, uh, ever since, um, I really love punk rock. So like I started doing a lot of shaves and stuff like that because all my friends were like, you know, like punk rock and 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 i started getting into like super like fun cool haircuts and yeah yeah so you found your vocation uh i did yeah yeah ironically from from a really bad haircut (laughs) (laughs) so Recently, you contacted us because, and this is a this is a wild story. This because um, we got interviewed by is not me because it, a Zero Gaps magazine is a female barber magazine. Uh, mm-hmm. So they contacted um, uh, Jackie, who runs our Northern projects in England, because she's a like a female hairdresser barber, and she's doing the work that we do. Uh, and then they're going to feature on it. And you in America happened to see this, didn't you? And it struck a chord with you. You contacted the editor, got on to me, and this is why we're having the chat. So, 
what yeah. that, that sort of resonated with you when you saw the article about what Jackie does? Yeah, I saw the article on Instagram and I asked if we had something like that in the States. And unfortunately, we don't have something like that in the States. So, um, so I took it upon myself, like, uh, like, why not? You know, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you? So have you got your own studio? Have you got your own barbershop? I do. I do. Yeah. In downtown Asheville, North Carolina, I have my own studio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, so where did you first start doing the, the homeless? Was it a local place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we call it A-Hope, um, but it's basically a day center for... Um, Asheville has a very large homeless population and our, um, our centers are overrun. There's not enough places, uh, like, 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 like there's not enough housing. Um, our rents are really high. It's a tourist city. Mm. So there's a lot of Airbnbs, but there's not a lot of places to actually live and work here. Um, and, uh, and, and again, we have a large homeless population. So what we do have is a day hope center to where the homeless can come every morning and get donuts and coffee and take a hot shower and they can lock their belongings up in the lockers and they don't have to carry it on their back all day through the day. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm doing um, the haircuts at. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that's a crucial thing that when uh, some of the places we, we I visit in in the UK that um, they've not all got that that the lockers thing is really important because when you're out in the streets and you, like as you say you've got to carry this stuff around if there's somewhere you can put it for a few hours so you can just walk freely without everything around you those lockers yeah. are such a great idea. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's almost crucial because like, you know, um, well that, I mean, that goes further into the story. Um, so, so I personally was homeless when I, when I came to this city and I, um, and I kept a bunch of paperwork, um, that I knew that, um, was very, you know, like sacred and that I had to keep and just having a locker to put it in. So I didn't have to keep it in my backpack, Mm. um, was, was very important. So that's why a hope in Asheville, North Carolina is so important. And, and, and that's a great idea. If, if if I wanted like personally like a change of clothes, I would keep them in my locker, mm. uh, you know, just to keep them safe. So so clothes, paperwork, supplies, you know, as long as you have one place where you can have a lock, and you know you don't have to carry it, again carrying it on your back. Yeah, um, it was a. Uh, like what a hope is doing is 
you know, monumental and um, and very grateful that we have that here in Asheville for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it, like you, so you you said that you was like homeless when you got there. Um, yeah. It, it it's hard for people to understand. Uh, and it's not being sexist, but I think there's also an additional thing of being a, a, a woman, a young woman who's on the streets, because you've got the additional thing of security. So that little base to go to, must it must have meant the world to you to have that one place where you could go. Honestly, the shower was, was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> I would get up every morning out of my tent and I knew I would just go to Ahop and I'd get free coffee and donuts and I'd get that shower and it just made me feel like, like alive, like, like, like a real person, you know? Yeah. So, so that was, so that was crucial for sure. <laughs> and isn't it, isn't it ironic that the thing, you know, a shower, a coffee, a donut, you know, these things that we just totally take for granted can be like a pot of gold, can't it? You know, that it can be so valuable to someone, you know, in that position. When you have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sometimes a donut would be like all the, all that I would eat that day. So thank God they were like free donuts and coffee. Yeah, and um, it also builds like a sense of community for a homeless because it's like we're all there, we're all drinking donuts and coffee, and and it just really, you know, puts it home. Like we're not alone. Like like we're in this together. You know. So so that was very so that was very nice during that time. I think um, it's something I've witnessed, you know, it, no matter where you are in the world, the, the, the atmosphere, the experience is the same with homelessness. That, um, and as well, there is that, there's the negatives, but there's the positives of that camaraderie, you know, that you are all in it together. You've got pe- people on your side. Definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, um, we like were all there for different reasons and but there were so many of us that would you know look out for each other and and care for each other and um there were even like military vets who sadly um you know through ptsd could not you know come back um you know like to Reality, I don't know, but um, very stand-up, beautiful, honest, homeless people, mm. and you know there were several, there were there were several people who took me under the wing and like just like you know cared for me, you know, and when like society wouldn't, you know, so um, so I'm so grateful for, yeah. for that. So you. You, you said you were living in a tent. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there must have. How did you? How did you change that circumstance? How did you go from, you know, living in a tent, relying on the service of that wonderful place, to then now being, you know, working, you know, being a, a 
a fantastic lady barber in your own premises? How, how, you know, how, how did you get out of that? Well, um, like literally from the ground up, like, like when I came here, I didn't even have like a, like a backpack. Like I literally came here with like three pairs of clothes and like plastic bags and, um, and I hitchhiked here. And, um, when I got here, another homeless person showed me, um, she walked me around and showed me the city and, um, and basically I spare changed for $5 and magically, um, uh, at our Goodwill center, got a $5 backpack, which was great. Yeah. And then another homeless friend, he had a tent that the door was broken but um he was like here sister you know because it's very it, the homeless take care of the homeless even yeah. when society is not taking care of the homeless so he gave me a tent with a broken door and um and as i said it was january so it was very very cold um but um but i do want to say a lot of strangers and helpers and just like kind genuine people like um like i had i had a christian couple that came in and um they knew that that night was going to be seven below so they brought um extra blankets to my camp you know and like um so where I used to camp is actually like high rise um, condos now, you know, so the city's changing, <laughs> but, but I had this beautiful view and, and I, and I, all the other homeless people showed me safe places to camp. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we all stayed there and uh, again, you know, camaraderie, um, and we all looked out for each other and, and I had a tent with a door that wouldn't zip, but I also had like a stranger, um, bring me, you know, uh, like a zero below, uh, you know, uh, sleeping bag. So, so I made it and, and, and there was a lot of love, you know, so that, I think that's the important thing to get across to people because um, it, we, we know the negatives, you know, but the positives, you know, get across the fact that, you know, homeless people are helping homeless people, uh, whereas maybe the the powers that be should be getting in and helping us. It's it's people helping people, isn't it? You know, and 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 yeah. that, that, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, people who have been through struggle often are the most quick to be generous and to be kind because they've, they've felt it, they know it, and, and, you know, like, I'm telling you how I made it out of where I was at to where I'm at now is by, like, the kindness of yeah. other people who have been there or who have struggled or who have had loss 
and and we we really do carry each other, you know. So. Yeah. But also, you must have had a inner determination as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I my circumstances were homelessness, but I didn't identify with it. Like I knew that that's what had happened to me, or where I was at. But there was no part of my mind that I was going to stay there or be there. Um, you know, obviously I own my own barber studio. So, um, so, but don't get me wrong. It, it took a lot of fight and it took a lot of perseverance and yeah. it, you know, it, it took everything in me like willpower, but, um, but I made it out, you know? Yeah. And you were saying to me that, um, you didn't go straight out into barbering because, you'd lost all your, like, you hadn't got your tools, you'd come away with nothing. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. expensive to buy, isn't it? So you just, you did, sort of did everything, you know, like washing dishes and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a lot of really odd jobs um, because when you're living in a tent, you're not necessarily going to be, fresh or like you can't afford the like you know two hundred dollar clippers yeah yeah or, or any of that so i i literally had to take a break for a second even just to get the tools that i needed yeah um you know to barber again you know and um and then on top of that i had to build clientele and like and i will point out that coming from homelessness and trying to have the self-esteem to be like, I'm, I'm the best barber. I'm going to hook you up. It's actually a really weird, like headspace to be in. Yeah. So, you know, because like, um, homelessness hurts. Um, it hurts up here. So, so I, I had to overcome a lot of, insecurities and I had to fight really hard but um but I made it I made it so you yeah. did and now you are you, you in your words you're a kick-ass barber now I am a kick-ass barber I can do a mean face like for real yeah yeah um like for sure <laughs> <laughs> so you know what we spoke about, like you're when you're in a, when you're in your studio, and you see the effect that uh, just your work on general public, the guys coming in, get their hair cut, feeling good, walk out high. How you know? How does that reflect on what you do at the at the at the homeless shelter? Um. Well, it's it's similar, but um. Honestly, like, um, as I said, I've been there, so I'm more like emotionally tied to it. Um, but yeah. like to see, to see somebody, um, who's not had the ability, uh, or the resources to, you know, keep up with themselves and to give them their, 
their sense of self back or to even get them looking right to where they can get that job that, you know, they want, like, like it's, it's satisfying to me. It's satisfying to them, but it's, um, uh, uh, again, I was there, you know, so I know what it's like to want to be who you really are and, um, and, and, and to be overlooked. So I, I really, really, really just want to show them that they are worthy of, you know, looking fantastic. You know, I want them to strut their stuff into that new job. You know, I want them to like, I want them to feel life again, you know, like, like, like that's, that's a gift that I can give, you know, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that, it's, I've had it said to me many times that, um, from guys on the street, women on the street about they feel invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that definitely, I, I, I personally can relate, um, you know, when you're homeless, like, you know, I got makeup on now, but like, you know, when you're homeless, like, like there's so many people that I guess they're too busy or they got their own stuff they're working on, but like, you really are invisible and like, you really are like, like the homeless actually help the homeless and there is a lot of camaraderie, you know, mm. but, um, but I can't tell you how many times that like, like I became homeless out of circumstance. I lived in a house before I became homeless, but to just be overlooked or to just like, like not even feel like part of society or human was like, like, um, it hurts, you know, for sure. Like, and, and if I can do my small tiny part and, and give that back, you know, then, then I'll do it. You know? I mean, you just said there to, to, to not feel human. Um, yeah. You know that that is the ultimate right of any human on this planet. Uh, to, to feel anything less than that is is just isn't right. Um, and the yeah. thing is, I, I've met many people who live in a tent, but I've never met anyone who's always lived in a tent. You know, there's generally that thing, like you said, I lived in a house. There was life before, and for yeah. you, there's life after. But unfortunately for some, there is yeah. no after, is there, you know? Yeah. But um, on the other hand, like, uh, here in America, um, our, our resources are overwhelmed. So a lot of people will fall through the cracks. Yeah. You know, like, I would love for there to be more, but... Um, but that's just the way it is currently. Um, and 
Yeah. So, um, so the main thing is that homelessness can be a temporary crisis, but I personally feel like it's our job as a society to like help. Like, like there's not enough help. We need to help. You yeah. know, like that. That's what I needed when I was homeless. Yeah. And and but but there needs help, and the way that you feel about yourself can help. So if I can just make you feel normal, like like how you used to feel, you know, like if I can give you that cut to get that job, like like you know, party on. Let's do it, you know. So, and the thing, the thing as well is what how you can help as well is that because you've been in that position, and then you've got through that position, and then now you're in a, in you know where you are now, and yet you're yeah. still giving back to do it. You know, you're not forgotten that now because some people they think right, I'm okay now. I've got my own place of work. I'm 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 cool. Right, everything's everything's good. And then they just move forward. But like, it's important for people like me, people like you, to then keep looking back and keep going, no, I've, I've, I've got to give some time out. Because as we said earlier, it's like it's almost a selfish thing because we get so much out of it, don't we, when we just do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I can definitely say there's like a selfish part of me that like enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> Helping other people who, you know, I've, I've been there. I get it. But, you know, so yeah, like, like it's selfish and it's rewarding for me, but, um, but definitely at the same time, you know, like, like we're all in it together. Like, like, all in it together i wish more people would like take their blinders off you know yeah. like 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 we're all in it together yeah. for sure and i think it's not until you get involved in places like if you take the time out to go and meet homeless people to go to a homeless center uh at first you realize that everyone's just just normal they're just people um they've all got their own stories um, but then you, you can't you can't walk back out and then put the blinkers back on. I think once they come off, they stay off because you're aware of another world. I that's would hope so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I hope so. Um, you know, some people have their own agenda or probably are are better at like compartmentalizing stuff like that. But but I know for me, I mean. I'm doing haircuts at the place that I showered at in the morning and like use use the lockers. So like, you know, like, like I still, um, I've been in Asheville for six years and like, I still walk down, you know, I, I work downtown. So I still see like my homies that are still like, doing their thing and we'll be like, Hey, hey, you know, so like, so like, I, I haven't forgotten about them, you know, and like, and they, you know, they haven't forgotten about me, but, um, but I, I really do want to point out like, 
it does something to you when you help other people. Yeah. Like, like, like you can't buy that, you know? And we like, like it, it just makes me feel so good to give somebody confidence or self-esteem or any of that, you know, like, so, um, I, I literally, I just want to, I want to help. I want other, I want other people to like do what I do. Like, like, you know, like what about you? You can be homeless, get a haircut, get a job, work your way up, you know, start your own company. Like, you know, do more things like, you know, like, like get involved. That's, that's for sure. Like, um, that's so important. It's just get involved. It's not about you. Like, like, you know, like, like that's just, that's my piece. Like, it's not about me. It's not about like, let's just like do it. We're all in this together, you know, on this weird world, like, you know, going in motion, but like, like, let's, let's do shit. Like, you know, so, so I'm, I was inspired by Zoograft and, um, so I'm here in the States and it'd be cool if it turned into something more, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, it's by example, isn't it? So the more people, um, we get, we get, ironically, we get lots and lots of messages and you, you messaged us yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but we we were a little tiny little charity in the UK. So we feel a responsibility to, to, to not start giving advice to people in America because we don't know the legislations there and things like that. But hopefully that's going to change because, um, we, we do want to get so that we know the situation there more. I'm hoping when the pandemic's over and travels back as it should be that I can eventually get over to America um, and then we can find a way of making this something that can be rolled out there so that everyone can take it up, you know, in every city and every town because everyone needs the help and they need, they need people like you who are going to help by example and go out there and do, do the work. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, legisl- legislation is, is whatever. Um, if enough voices say something, that does yeah. change by the way, so, yeah, yeah. If, the, if the legislation don't fit, change the legislation. <laughs> yeah, thank you, yeah. <laughs> so how's the studio, how's things, how's, how's, how's work going there? Well, so, you know, um, it's pretty new, it's growing. Um, I have my loyal clients who yeah. love me. I'm a little bit quirky, but, like, they love me, so... Yeah. No, it's all good, and um, um, they all know that I'm doing haircuts for you know for homeless. They don't know that I was homeless, but um, <laughs> they might now. <laughs> but, but they definitely know that I have like I you know I'm a philanthropist at heart. Yeah. So um, so they so they definitely know that I got this going on. That's why Thursdays aren't bookable anymore. You know. Yeah. Because um, I'm yeah. out there killing it. Are you doing but, it every week? 
Every week. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a sign-up sheet every week. I'm telling you. Um, so a lot of people come to Asheville, North Carolina because the weather isn't that bad. And we do have a lot of, like, um, meals that we give out to the homeless. Yeah. And it, it it's a... Uh, wealthy people's tourist destination but it's also very artistic right and um and that being said like we are home there there are like we we have a program called um homeward bound there are always at least minimal 500 homeless people sleeping outside in my city every night yeah every that's 500 people every night. We have, um, when it, when the, when we do have harsh winters, people die. We call it code purple. People die like in their sleeping bags. Like, so all that shows to me is there's not enough people caring, yep. you know? So, so we have to care. Somebody's got to care. Um, I work with Beloved and they are, uh, they, they have started a program where we clean up campsites and they've started to give our COVID vaccinations and, um, and whatnot. And then, you know, uh, as I said, there are charities that give out a free hot meal every day and, and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I would love to see more people, like, like we got to get together. We got to do yeah. this. We help, you know, yeah. like, we got to. People's know. army. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, yeah. People helping people. Who the hell else is going to do it if we don't do it? You know, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's, let's do something, you know. Like, shoot. Well, it, it, it's been inspiring talking to you today. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you, you're a very shy lady, so it was. A, it took a while to get you to start before. We had a nice long chat before, but um, I've really enjoyed it. And, and I think it's so crucial. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for sort of sharing your experience because it's going to help a lot of people, you know. Um, it, it, it's it, it's crucial. I hope so. Yeah. Um, again, like, uh, yeah. So my story, um, I used to be homeless. I did everything in my power to get my life together. Um, not every homeless person is capable of that, but if what I'm doing can inspire more other people or awareness or to care. Um, you guys like inspired me, um, to do it in the States. So, so, you know, let's, let's do it. Like rock on, you know, I'm sure sure they will. But, um, you know, Ash, it's been, it's been a real pleasure and, um, I'll keep in touch and, um, we'll, we'll, I'll put you on my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a world tour. And you're gonna put. I'm gonna just. You just put North Carolina. North Carolina on my map because I've got to come out there and have a cup of coffee with you and do some. Do some cutting with you. 
that's got to be done. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're in a city nestled in the mountains, so you'll love it. And we have good coffee, yeah. <laughs> good, good. That always gets me there. Well, uh, thank you so much, and uh, you take care of yourself. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Thank you. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling. <laughs>